This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team of experts will handle all paperwork and we'll deliver it for free. 800-507-1148. Your pain relieving back brace may be covered by Medicare at little or no cost to you. Call our hotline now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy to use pedometer. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Welcome in to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us on a U.S. Open preview edition of the show. I'll tell you what, this is going to be an exciting week coming up next week, and we've got a great show for you as we'll break down the pairings, the favorites, the past champions at Pebble Beach, the contenders, who to watch out for, and even some long shots, plus notable tee time, storylines, and more. We'll get out to the Canadian Open and welcome in our good friend from TSN, Bob Weeks. Also, our conversations with those from the USGA, Melanie Weiner and John Bodenhammer, who is doing the setup and responsible for how Pebble Beach will play for these players next week the caddy jumps in jason sobel is stopping by we've got a jam-packed show all coming up this week on real golf radio hey there brian and bob with you thanks for joining us once again the website is realgolfradio.com twitter handle is at real golf and you can find us on facebook and instagram under real golf radio as well and thanks for accessing the show however you choose to join us it's certainly a pleasure to have you aboard here in 20 years of broadcasting our show here on real golf radio and of course next week we'll look forward to broadcasting from the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach and uh, exciting stuff. Bob, you know, we, we were told by Melanie about the app and all the elements and uh, the way you could really immerse yourself into this U.S. Open experience. I've started doing that already, going back and watching the videos they've posted of my U.S. Open Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas, Tom Kite, Tom Watson, Graham McDowell. You can go through and watch these players as they watch repeats and highlights, replays and highlights of their wins and them talking about how special it was and how they went about doing their work. Really good stuff. All great champions on this um, Pebble Beach golf course. Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson, Tiger Woods, Tom Kite, Graham McDowell. No doubt about it. But the, the, the one common denominator all about it is the golf course and the beauty of the golf course. And that's one of the things that we're going to be able to see this week with the players um, being on site. And whether you're not on site or, or not, you can you can watch it at home. 
Um, and it will be a phenomenal U.S. Open championship. Oh, some picturesque views. It's tough to find. Is, are there better views in golf? I, no. it, it, you could argue some places in Europe and whatnot, but, man, it's tough to say that there are better views than what you see there at Pebble Beach. So uh, coming up next, Bob, we're going to get into it. The players, the contenders. I mean, when you start talking favorites, you have to mention Brooks Kepka. He's a two-time defending champ. Bob, it's been over 100 years since anyone won three in a row. Going for the three-peat. Are we talking three-peat next week at Pebble Beach? Are you kidding me? Tiger Woods destroyed this place back in 2000. Um, Dustin Johnson gave one up in 2010. What's going to happen? There's a lot to get to. We'll talk about it all coming up next as we get going here on U.S. Open Preview Edition of Real Golf Radio. Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology, they're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new Epic Flash Driver with Flash Face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one. The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com slash AI. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, Thank you, Golf Course Superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Chrome Soft isn't just another tour ball. It's the golf ball that's changing how tour balls are made. When Callaway made a low-compression, low-spin tour ball, others said they might be onto something and tried doing the same, but they can't. Because Chrome Soft is the only ball engineered with a graphene-infused dual soft-fast core for serious speed and unbelievable control around the greens. See for yourself why everyone is playing and loving Chrome Soft. 
Order the ball that changed the ball at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Hey, how do you become the number one driver on major tours worldwide? Engineer the epic flash using artificial intelligence to deliver unheard of ball speed. Own the tee box like the pros and build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. Uh, Phil Mickelson still talking about dropping bombs with that epic flash. Still yeah, wanting to bomb it he's out. He's putting there. two drivers in play this week. I don't think he's going to do it for week. the U.S. Open. I think what? he's. I think he only wanted to try that at Memorial. I don't think he's bringing them both at the to the U.S. Open. Hmm. Just keep it in the fairway, Phil. <laughs> that's why I don't know that the bombs are are the way to go, right? I mean, that's, and, right. And that, that's, that's a right. good that's a good place to start, Bob. Uh, you know, as we start looking forward to the U.S. Open, the storyline that is most captivating to me is the idea that Phil Mickelson, who is desperately wanting to win his uh, elusive U.S. Open trophy, six times a runner-up, returns to a golf course that he has won on five times, including a few months ago. And so when you consider the fact that he's, you know, pushing the age limits, he's really defined. Well, he'll be 49. Right, Sunday. right. So he's he's way past. I mean, Jack Nicholas, the greatest of all time, wins a major at forty six. That's that's the limit. So he's three years past that. Now I'll give you equipment. I'll give you today's you know physical um, you know fitness and some of the t- advancements that we've made in, in other areas, and give you Phil Mickelson those three years from all the way back in nineteen eighty six. And the equipment certainly goes a heck of a lot farther than what Jack Nicholas was playing in nineteen eighty six. So for all of those reasons, I would say age isn't the factor necessarily. And here he is on a golf course, Bob, that is one of the shorter ones that he'll face and one that he's tasted a lot of success. So what, what, how do you, let's take those two storylines, golf course, Phil Mickelson, and, and, and what do you, what, what, what comes to your mind as you start thinking about those two things coming together next week? Well, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, um, one of the things that, uh, that's great about Pebble Beach being, uh, this U.S. Open, Phil Mickelson. What did he finish? Uh, he finished fourth to Graham McDowell. Fourth mm-hmm. to Graham Tied McDowell for fourth the with last Tiger. time. Yeah, um, and and he was right in the mix again when when Tiger won, but Tiger won by fifteen shots, but Phil was right there close. Um, this is probably his best chance to win a U.S. Open. Uh, it's probably his last chance to win a U.S. Open, mm. as far as Phil Mickelson is concerned. One of the things, it's it's kind of like Augusta National. Phil says when he drives down Magnolia Lane, he gets a totally different feeling. And I think that's what it is at Pebble Beach as well. Phil gets that. He gets it, it probably energizes and charges him and stuff. You know, this is a golf course that he's played his whole life. Uh, he played it in uh, the Northern Cal State Amateur. He, you know, he's played it at in as a professional, like you said, he's won at a record tying fifth time uh, earlier this year. And um, and what this golf course requires of him is great. Um, well, first of all, patience in a U.S. Open, but great ball striking from the from the tee in or from the green or fairways into the greens and then a great short game and putting. So those are the things that Phil excels at. He's going to have to rein in the driver and he's going to have to get the ball in the fairway. Earlier in February, when he was playing and winning at AT AT&T, he went uber aggressive off the tee. And, of course, that's a golf course set up at that particular time where you can do that. Completely different now. 
Yeah, it is completely different now. It's uh, from the championships tees at 7,075 yards, and it plays to a par 71, where when you play it during the AT&T, it plays to a par 72. So the second hole, which is normally a par 5, is going to be changed into a par 4, and it's going to play 526 yards. Mm. Um, and so, uh, it, it's a golf course that that's not too particularly long. The last time we played a golf course right in this, this range, as far as distance is concerned was Marion. He finished second at Marion in 2014 to Justin 13, Rose. Yeah. Or he should have won that golf tournament. So, um, this, there's some advantages that he has here with his patience and his short game and that kind of thing. Um, but like I said, he's got to get in the fairway. Yeah. So do you, when you start looking at contenders and favorites and who do you think has the best chance, Graham McDowell, Tom Kite, Tom Watson, not Bombers. Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas, certainly Bombers. Um, so it, it can go either way. But Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas, consummate ball strikers yeah. and, uh, and, and just great champions, two of the greatest, the two greatest champions yeah. that, that this sport has ever seen. So do you put the emphasis on driving accuracy? Is that the stat you start with when you start narrowing your picks? Well, I, it, it's always driving accuracy always comes into play in a US, U.S. Open championship. I don't think it will be as difficult as, say, a Beth Page Black because of the distance of that golf course. So guys can guys can hit a long ways, get it get it in the rough. I mean, and and still have wedges or so that they can. Um, that they have a possibility to get to get it to the green. But these are some of the smallest greens on all the PGA Tour. And it's going to be tough to hold the green when you're hitting it out of the rough. So um, it is a premium of getting the ball in the fairway. All right. I like that, though. But it's a good distinction, right, as opposed to yeah. Bethpage. Because if you miss the fairway at Bethpage, you, were, you, were gonna be, you weren't getting home. No, not a chance. But to your point, it's that maybe bomb and gouge theory of yesteryear when guys would say, hey, if I'm going to miss the fairway, let's get as close to the green as possible. You know, this is a different golf course than that because of the smallness of the greens. Um, and so I think the importance is first go from point to point, go fairway, th- then then go second shot. This is a second shot golf course into the in, into those greens because they are small. And then um, and j- then just being patient and playing smart on the golf course. I mean, you know, Tiger Woods won at 12 under par in the U.S. Open, but that was an anomaly. You look at Kite, you look at Watson. You look at Nicholas and Graham McDowell. They were they were at even par or or just under par, um, and so it, it's a golf course that you have to be smart around. And all these guys, Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson, Tiger Woods, Tom Kite, Graham McDowell, that's what they had. They were very patient in their play, and they were good ball strikers. Jack Nicholas said in his. Um, my U.S. Open that's available mm-hmm. on the app and on the website. He said, if I had one round of golf left to play in my life, I'd do it at Pebble Beach. What is it about Pebble Beach, Bob, in your opinion? You had a chance to play it a couple of weeks ago in preview day. What is it about Pebble Beach? And you've caddied, you've caddied there in U.S. Opens. Uh-huh. What is it about that golf course? It, it's, it's not only the greatness of the golf course, uh, the way it plays um, everything, but it's also the beauty um, you know, when you when you've got the the green grass, you're always looking to the west a little bit and and seeing the ocean and and that kind of thing. It's just uh, the whole aspect and atmosphere um, of the of the place and the golf course is what is so cool. Well, there's no doubt about that. 
I mean, <laughs> you're sitting right on the Pacific Ocean. Um, I, I thought I thought it was funny that Jack said if he had one one round of golf to play, he would want to play at Pebble Beach. I, well, I've only played it once. So <laughs> and. It, we had that discussion. Would I can't you, wait to go back and play again. Yeah, I mean, it's look, people have told me in the past, like, oh, Pebble Beach, you know, there's so many great golf courses around, you know, the peninsula there. You've got Spyglass, you've got Cypress, you've got Monterey Peninsula Country Club, and on and on. You know, Pebble is, you know, if it weren't right on the ocean, it would just be a regular muni. But the, I, I laugh at that because <laughs> it is right on the ocean. It is That's, right on the ocean, and it's a lot better than the regular Muni. I agree. I, I mean, I, like to, to me, when people said that, I thought, wow, maybe this golf course is just overhyped. And I've had a chance to play it twice, nine years apart, and I equally enjoyed it both times. To me, it's a golf course that I could enjoy playing every day. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. And, and I, I've always said, if there was one place I could live the rest of my life in, in California, Monterey and that area would be it. You know what's funny is I have a friend that lives there, and I was telling her the same thing, how lucky she is to live there. And she goes, yeah, but we still complain about the fog. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's that grass is greener thing, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyway, but yeah, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a lot. We'll talk more about this golf course uh, coming up uh, as well as we... Look at the the stretch of seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Uh, really, all the way in, as Jack said, man. Once you get past seven, you know it's hold on and see what you can do. We'll talk about the golf course and much more. As we mentioned, we got a lot of guests coming up from the USGA to some of the golf riders uh, to the caddy as well. And coming up next, it's a national championship before the U.S. national championship. The Canadian Open being played this week. We'll head up to Canada, and our good friend from TSN, Bob Weeks, stops by. We'll talk. Talk to Bob about the uh, Canadian Open as well as his thoughts. Looking forward next week to Pebble Beach as we continue on a preview edition of Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. 
I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Tee it up at Uinta Golf, now through June 15th, and demo the new Ping G410 Woods and Irons and register for your chance to win. Six lucky grand prize winners will score a VIP fitting for a new driver and putter at the Ping facility. A tour of Ping including the Ping Gold Putter Vault plus two rounds of golf. First prize winners from each store will receive a Ping Hofer Light Stand Bag. So stop by today and demo the new Ping G410 Woods and Irons for your chance to win big at Uinta Golf, home of the 90 days Saturday. Satisfaction guarantee. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, thanks so much for joining us on this U.S. Open preview edition of Real Golf Radio. And this segment brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the new Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. And by the way, if you're looking for gifts for Dad coming up, Father's Day is not far away, the Chrome Soft Truva Suits. Bob, you heard this? The, the suits. I'm not talking about dress suit. We're talking cards here. So you can oh, get really? your favorite golf ball with limited edition suits, Truvis design. So hearts, diamonds, clubs, spades. You know, pick the design that suits your swing and hook it up or maybe for dad. So cool. There you go. Replace your favorite cards with some little round golf balls. It might be a nice little thing. Most of the time, I'm not really into novelty golf ball gifts for father's day but these actually are pretty cool so check it out awesome. callawaygolf.com as well as the rest of their father's day gift guides well uh, before we get to the u.s open of course uh, we got back-to-back national opens on the pga tour beginning with the canadian open this week and our good friend is a senior reporter and uh just a great analyst for tsn in canada and he's been a good friend of ours over the years pleased to welcome him to the show bob weeks bob how are you man Doing great, doing great, guys. It's, uh, it's finally uh, started to look like summer here in Canada. Well, yeah, and everywhere, right? I mean, wow, it's been it's been a tough spring, but um, you know, we're here in Utah, and I feel like watching the pictures on TV that I want to go to Canada. It's warmer. <laughs> it's a beautiful. You know, we've had some. Uh, it was pretty wet here for the first three days, but uh, when tournament uh, when the tournament started on Thursday, the sun broke out and everybody rejoiced. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, before we talk tournament stuff, how about the pre-tournament stuff on the PG? tour with the goal in one i mean pretty cool stuff obviously the stanley cup playoffs are going on the finals and of course toronto hosting nba playoffs as well so a lot of excitement up there in canada but i thought having the golfers try to score a goal with their driver what was it 285 yards was brilliant yeah so they, they started this a couple of years ago they put up uh, hockey rink boards around one of the par threes they were trying to borrow a little bit off uh, 
off the 16th and in Phoenix or at the, you know, the waste management and they created a little Canadian theme. So they put up, uh, put up hockey boards around it. And the first year they just had some sort of fake ice and they had some, some pucks and had guys take uh, shots at a net. And then this year they took it a little bit further where they put this net out about uh, 285 yards out and had guys try to hit a, a driver or any kind of a shot they wanted actually in there. And there were some really good shots in there. We had Mackenzie Hughes hit one off the crossbar, if you can imagine, from uh, from 285. And, and to make matters worse, it actually ended up in a divot after it hit the crossbar. <laughs> I you not. But there were some good reactions. They had some good players. And a couple of guys actually managed to find the net and, uh, and uh, punch the twine, as we say up here in Canada. So it was a good good novelty and made for a good and still available up on the, uh, the RBC Canadian Open website if you want to have a look at it. I like that. Punch the twine. I like that uh, that that type of uh, lingo. Um, so, Bob, of course, Brian had mentioned this is the national championship for Canada, the Canadian Open. Tell us about some of the top Canadian players, especially in the pro ranks, and, and, as well as some of the up-and-comers in the amateur ranks. Well, I've got 26 Canadians in the field here, which is a pretty high number. We usually get about 18 to 20, and, and you know, they vary from uh, well, Mike Weir, of course, who's making his 28th start, which ties him for third place all time, uh, down to some some amateur stars who are who are coming through the ranks and uh, and some club pros who qualify. Um, we've we've got a pretty good development program here that's turned out a lot of good players. So the likes of Mackenzie Hughes and Corey Connors and Adam Hadwin have all come through that, and they've they've kind of learned how to manage their games, how to be pros. They get all sorts of access to resources with teaching and physio and uh, mental coaching and nutrition and all that kind of stuff. So it's really starting to pay some dividends. But I would say that we've got 10 Canadians on the PGA Tour this year, and I would say, you know, Adam Hadwin, Corey Connors, who won the Valero Texas Open, Mac Hughes, Nick Taylor, uh, Ben Silverman, shot who shot 61 on Friday morning, <laughs> a very nice round, his lowest round on the PGA Tour, and, and a few others out there. So it's... Um, we're finally starting to see some some width as well as some and, and some depth to to the program here and to the number of Canadians who are uh, who are out there making a living professionally. Bob Weeks joining us, TSN in Canada, and of course you mentioned Mike Weir who makes his home here around us. But 2003, when he won the Masters, it was uh, it was amazing and it really kind of put I, I don't that's probably not fair to say put Canadian golf on the map, but it certainly escalated it. Uh, how how big of a difference? That's been what 16 years ago. How, how big of a difference, or or have you seen like is there a is there a Mike weird effect from him winning that that some of these young players have taken up the game the way they have yeah i i, I don't know if you say they, they took up the game but i think they were inspired and encouraged by what he did and if you talk to guys like mac hughes or adam Hadwin, they can tell you where they were when mike won what it meant to them you know it sort of proved okay if mike can win a major then i can i can get out there and i can do it too and i think that was the lasting effect and mike has been very good in the last few years especially of sharing his knowledge of reaching out to the guys the guys reach out to him uh, he's had that position on the uh, as an assistant captain on the on the international team on the Presidents Cup. So he became very close last time with Adam Hadwin, and those two guys spent a lot of time together. So he's he's certainly the uh, the, the frontal figure for for Canadian golf, along with Brooke Anderson on the women's side, of course. And she won the Canadian Women's Open last year, uh, ending a long drought. And all these guys out here—that's the one thing when they come up to Canada. You know, everyone's hoping that they can win the Canadian Open. A guy hasn't a Canadian hasn't done it for 65 years. Pat Fletcher was the last guy to do it. And they get asked every stop, every time they turn around, you know, when's someone going to win it? When are you going to break Pat Fletcher's uh, record? So uh, it's a different week for them up here. They, they get a lot of attention. They get a lot of requests. They get a lot of notoriety. But um, as Mike Weir has said, you know, you have to learn how to embrace that and use that to your advantage. And, and we're starting to see that. Tell us a little bit about Hamilton Golf and Country Club, where they're playing this, this week uh, for the Canadian Open. 
Yeah, for, so for many years, of course, the, the, this tournament was hosted at Jack Nicholas Design Glen Abbey just outside of Toronto. This one is about uh, about an hour southwest of Toronto. Hamilton Golf and Country Club is about 125 years old. It's a Harry Colt design, same guy who did Royal Port Rush, where, where they'll play another national championship in golf in, the, in a month's time or so. Uh, it's, a, it's a short course by PGA Tour standards, under 7,000 yards, but it's, uh, they've grown the rough up here. So it's rolling, it's up and down. The, the greens are very slopey, so they're also quite slow. They've had to keep them maybe around 9, maybe 10 on the stamp meter here. So that's been an, one of the biggest adjustments for the guys. And so if you can keep it in the fairway and you can get enough nerve to hit these putts firm, especially the uphill ones, then you can score out here. And we've seen some low rounds, most notably Brant Snedeker, who shot 60 on Friday in the, uh, in the morning round. So, um, you know, there's, there's low scores out there, but, but boy, there's also some, some dangers every step you go. Yeah, no doubt about it. Bob Weeks, TSN Canada, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. It's interesting. Obviously, this is a schedule change. What's, what's the feeling, I guess, amongst the, the locals and the Canadian media at your spot here just the week before the U.S. Open? Well, you know, it's, it's certainly a heck of a lot better than what we had, which was the week after the British Open. And, you know, trying to get guys to come make a transatlantic flight and then tee it up was, was pretty tough. And we've been blessed with a, with a really good sponsor in RBC, which is uh, the biggest bank in Canada, and they've, they've put a ton of money into it. They're actually one of the top sponsors on the PGA Tour. Not only are they sponsoring this tournament, but also the RBC Heritage. And then they sponsor about, uh, about 20 players as well, uh, as everyone from, from Dustin Johnson right down to a, a lot of the young Canadians. Any Canadian who makes it onto the PGA Tour will get some kind of compensation from RBC, which is, which is wonderful. So um, that was, used to be the only way you could kind of draw players here. But now with a date before the U.S. Open, there are guys who like to play their way, way into the U.S. Open. A guy like Rory McIlroy, Brooks Koepka, uh, those, those guys are making their, their appearances up here. The, the field this year, based on the official World Golf Ranking uh, metric for strength of field, is, is about 20% better than last year and almost 60% better than it was two years ago. So there's, there's a lot of encouragement here. There's a lot of excitement. Uh, they got a big concert series tonight, uh, Friday night. Or sorry, last night, Friday night, they were going to have uh, Florida Georgia Line playing. They've got another Canadian band called the Glorious Suns playing on Saturday night. So it's a real party out here. It's a real festivity, and, and the crowd has, has definitely turned up. Well, I was going to say that as you were talking about Dustin Johnson and some of the top players that have that have jumped in and and uh, and are playing this week. It's nice to have those guys want to play before going into a major championship, and like you said, have the strength of feel that you that you have this year. It is, and and you know a lot of the guys are commenting that there are obviously we're not sitting right by the ocean here, but there are some similarities. Uh, between this course and Pebble Beach, you got Poana greens that are going to be you know a little bit slow, and there's some of that long rough. So the the premium on accuracy off the tee is there, which obviously those things you'll find next week at Pebble Beach. So you can you can sort of use this as a little bit of leverage. I think it's not entirely the same kind of golf course, but um, you can get some benefit I think from playing this week. And for guys like Justin Thomas, who was a, a last minute commitment last uh, last Friday, who said he just wanted some reps. You know he has a place to come out and and get going and, and, and try and find that, uh, that groove he had before he hurt his wrist. So um, there's a lot of reasons why guys will play before tournaments, and that's why I think you're seeing, or majors, and that's why you're seeing such a good deep field here. 
Hey, Bob, uh, we turn our attention to Pebble Beach, and you, that was the next question I was going to ask is how much uh, of a similarity in setup with the long, you know, with the longer rough and the fact that it's a shorter golf course. Pebble Beach itself, uh, one of the shorter golf courses for a U.S. Open, and, and so maybe some of the players that are playing well this week might be ones to look at uh, going into next week. But as you think towards Pebble next week, obviously a lot of storylines surrounding Brooks Kepka, who's a two-time defending champ, and, you know, Tiger Woods, who won the Masters, Phil Mickelson, who won at Pebble earlier this year. Those are some of the big names, but you know, it was Graham McDowell uh, who won his first major and kind of stole the, uh, the, the show from Dustin Johnson when he struggled on Sunday. And uh, what, what do you like? What do you, I mean, there's just a lot of good storylines. What do you anticipate next week? Well, I, you know, it's, it's interesting. You mentioned Graham McDowell and, and he's uh, put himself in position here with two good rounds in the, in the opening of the RBC Canadian open. And certainly he's talked a lot about, you know, going back to 2010 where he, uh, played so well and, and won the championship. And I think right here, what he's trying to, one of the things he can do this, this uh, week is also get himself into the, uh, the open championship, which he's not already qualified for. And of course it's going to be at his home course at Royal Port Rush. Interestingly, the course here is a Harry Cole course as is Port Rush. So for Graham McDowell, you know, playing well here would solve a lot of things. And it would also of course uh, have a feeling good going into next week at Pebble Beach. So he's, he's one of those guys out there. I mean, Brant Snedeker, uh, lit it up with the putter here uh, on on where uh, he lit it up in the putter earlier in the week, and I think that he's a guy to watch. So there's a number of number of interesting stories here of guys that you would think maybe flying a little bit under the radar in terms of, of approaching the uh, you know other than the Brooks Kepkas and the Dustin Johnsons of the world. Uh, Rory McIlroy is driving the ball a lot better than he did at Memorial, so you got to like him as well. Um, but you know it's it's um, it's such a such a tough game to pick who's going to play well at Pebble Beach, but I think, you know, like this course here, it's a little bit shorter, so it's not so much a favor to the Bombers like Beth Page was, and I think you have to be a little bit more of an, an artist, let's say, than a sledgehammer uh, at both courses. So it'll be interesting by Sunday, if you look at that leaderboard, you might get a hint of who's going to play well going into Pebble Beach. I love that. Artist versus yeah. sledgehammer. That's a good way to I put like it. it. And, and I think you're exactly right. And, of course, uh, when you think about Pebble Beach, you think artistry. I mean, it's just so uh, incredible. We'll look forward to seeing you out there next week, Bob. <laughs> Sounds good. I can't wait to get out there. Oh, so beautiful. Thanks so much for the insights. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, huh? Always good to talk to you, boys. Take care. There you go. Bob. Bob Weeks, TSN, joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. All right, short break. More Real Golf Radio continuing next, U.S. Open edition. Thanks for joining us. Chrome Soft isn't just another tour ball. It's the golf ball that's changing how tour balls are made. When Callaway made a low-compression, low-spin tour ball, others said they might be onto something and tried doing the same. But they can't. Because Chrome Soft is the only ball engineered with a graphene-infused dual soft-fast core for serious speed and unbelievable control around the greens. See for yourself why everyone is playing and loving Chrome Soft. Order the ball that changed the ball at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex Irons are the ultimate forged players' distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. At the first tee... 
Oh, oops. It's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact Sorry. both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. Your hands. With the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. Welcome back to the show. This segment brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter on PGA and professional tours worldwide. The number one putter at major championships. They're, I believe, six for six so far on the year, and they'll look for uh, another one coming up next week at Pebble Beach. If you haven't checked out the new Stroke Lab putters from Odyssey, what are you waiting for? Get out to odysseygolf.com. And, uh, Bob, you had a, you've had some pretty good success with that Stroke Lab putter this year. Yeah, that stroke like putter is pretty awesome. I use the number seven, and uh, yeah, it works good. Yeah, it does work good. Hey, you heard Bob Weeks uh, talking about how some of the guys can get hot putters going and and things like that. Uh, a guy like Brent Snedeker is an interesting um, a guy to look at. You know, Sneds has had some success at Pebble Beach. He's had some success in major championships. He hasn't broken through to win one. Where, where do you like? What do you think of Brent Snedeker, and what's your take on a guy like Brent Snedeker at Pebble Beach? Well, he's known for his putting. He's known for his little pop stroke, um, that kind of thing. Uh, it, I think it's a great golf course for him, a golf course that sets up well for him, uh, a golf course that, uh, you know, Brent Snedeker is the kind of guy that's a patient type of a player. He's a guy that hits it from point to point and relies on his short game and his putting to uh, to really take advantage of a golf course. So I think this is a golf course that would suit him well. 
All right. Uh, it's time to talk a little bit about uh, the rest of the golf course and then get into some of the players. So uh, we, we've mentioned this when we were playing. We started on number seven when we had a Correct. chance to play there during preview day, Bob. Uh, what a great little hole, first of all. I mean, that's that's kind of one of the signature holes. I would say seven and, and 18 are probably the, the two signature holes, even though you could probably pick from a host of others. Uh, Phil Mickelson shot a little Instagram video, and he said he was out on the 10th green, which he said was the most beautiful spot in all of golf. So, you know what, look, there, you could certainly make a case for several uh different places along the coastline there but uh what's your thoughts on that stretch really seven eight nine ten eleven uh it's i mean you've got to as you know we'll hear from the caddy on his take on it but you've got to get after your 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 ball in that stretch right seven and eleven are the bookends those are the holes that are the easiest of of those five um seven will play 109 yards um from from the the championship tee, um, eight is eight is just a brute of of a hole, um, a blind tee shot. Uh, it's 428 yards. The the fairway has been narrowed down um, quite a bit. Br- the rough brought in from the left side more, and uh, and then you have to hit over a ravine to a small green. Um, then the ninth hole will play 526 yards. Um, and, and that closes out the front nine, a par four. And it's that, that hole is extremely tough. The fairway slopes from left to right all the way down. And when you get up there in the fairway, you look at that green and with the bunkers around it and the water to the right and everything. And, and, and you think to yourself, how am I going to get this golf ball on that green to score, (laughs) to score and have a chance for a birdie or par. And then of course, then you've got the 10th hole, which is 495 yards again, Fairway sloping from left to right, um, and that one is a really pretty hole as well, um, right along the seashore, heading to the south from north to south. And then the 11th is is that par four going back uphill with a little small green, but that's probably that one and seven, as I said, are probably the two easiest holes. 11's a birdie hole. Yeah, there you go. And then, of course, uh, you know, the, the, you, you go on in from there. And there's been so much history that's been made over the years on on some of those holes and what guys have been able to do and the way they've punctuated uh, their rounds with some great shots and great shot making. Uh, I love what Bob Weeks said, an artist uh, rather than a sledgehammer. You know, I, th- I think yep. that's a really great analogy. You know, yep. the, the artistry that is required, certainly, as we saw Tiger Woods back in 2000, the shot he hit out of the rough on the right side of six, carrying it up over the top and up to the front of the green you know that the the commentators at the time said it's it's not a fair fight so having strength uh certainly is always a benefit but the artistry required to work yourself around such a golf course is is impressive to watch and you go back and watch those Graham mcdowell highlights and that's exactly what he did he was an artist going around there and and dustin johnson you know unfortunate for him kind of lost his mind and and just made some really terrible mistakes got in a big hurry and i'm sure he's learned a lot from that which is probably why you see dustin walking a little bit slower these days than than what he has uh, maybe uh, early in his careers because he's had to slow it down not let the moment uh, get a little little ahead of him other than that stretch bob what what do you what what's your favorite stretch or is that your favorite stretch on that golf course well i you know i i don't know that it's it's necessarily my favorite it's definitely the toughest um but you know as far as um as far as this golf course is concerned i i I love those holes from 12 on through 18 coming in as well um 12 is a difficult par three of 202 yards 13 is a beast uh, doesn't look like a, a too difficult of a hole, but it's a beast. It's 445 yards, um, a slight dogleg right, and straight uphill. 
so to speak, for a par four. Then you, you get a, a kind of a reprieve at 15 uh, with a chance to make birdie. Uh, and and uh, at, uh, excuse me, at 14 and 15, uh, 16, you'll, you can have a birdie putt. 17 is a tough hole and it goes right out on the ocean again. And then, of course, as you mentioned, um, the one that is probably the hallmark of the, of the golf course is number 18, that par five right along the right along the cove there and uh, a great finishing hole and a chance to make another birdie. Let me ask you, if you had to make birdie on 18 to win, would you rather take your chances at 18 at Pebble or 18 at Augusta? <laughs> uh, well, I think probably 18 at Pebble because you've always got a chance to get it on in three and have a pretty good, decent opportunity to make a birdie. So I think I think it's a better you chance. You mean get it on in two because it's a par five, right? Get well, it on in two. Well, you, if you get it on in two, but – the, you know, the hole's going to play four, 543 yards. Um, you're right there on the ocean. It'll depend on the wind and what direction that's coming. But worst case scenario, uh, if you don't want to hit it in the water and you bail out a little bit to the right, you still have three shots to get it on the green and have a chance to make a birdie. Yeah, but 18, you got that little slope to play with on Sunday, you know? I mean, you, you can you see a lot of guys, they throw it right into position, brings it down down the slope, and you've got a nice putt, and you know exactly what it's going to do. That's true. You know, That's I, true. I, I just think there's a, lot of, there's, there's a lot of things that can happen. There's a lot more things that could go wrong, I should say. It feels like to me on the 18th at Pebble Beach than on the 18th at Augusta. Now, I've seen it, right? We've seen, like, yep. Jordan Spieth inexplicably hits the trees off the tee on the left-hand side. I mean, stuff happens, right? Guys yep. miss it right and go down into the trees but you know for the most part even if they're in the bunker off the tee guys can still throw it into that slope and let it come back a little bit and still have an opportunity to, to do what they need to do but uh, I could be completely off this is just kind of spitballing into the thought just occurred to me as we were talking <laughs> but uh, I, I get it you, I, I think if given the opportunity you would always rather play a par five than a par four because you got an extra shot but sure uh, that said man you, you go with that green in two if you hit the perfect tee shot first of all that's 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 saying something and then to go for that green in two still brings in a lot of trouble as the the, the ocean goes right Right up on the left side of that thing. Yeah, well, I, you know, for the most part, the guys in the guys in in the event will probably the long hitters can go for it in two, but the, the most of the majority of the players will probably make it a third sharp three shot par five. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's talk about some of these players, Bob, uh, because that's that's where you you know that, that's really what people come to watch. You want to come see Pebble Beach, there's no doubt about it, but you want to come see uh, great players, and we've been treated to some great players so far. I mean, you look at Tiger Woods winning the Masters, Brooks Kepka winning the PGA Championship, you know, um, he's, he's going back to back and back to back, you know, in major yeah. championships. That stuff is, it's historic stuff that's happening. Well, I have to start with Brooks. Is history going to ha- take place with a potential three-peat from Brooks Kepka, something we haven't seen in over 100 years of U.S. Open history. I, I think it's going to be difficult for him. Um, you know, here we are making him the underdog again. Um, and he I'm not, he, for he, the record. I'm not making him the underdog. Well, I, for me... Okay, I know you're not. He's one. He's your. He's your top choice. He's not my top choice. Um, I think Brooks Kepka is going to have a have. Uh, he might be in the mix, but I think he's going to have a difficult time on this golf course because you don't have to rely on power to score well on this on on Pebble Beach. And I think it's the guys that that can get the ball in the fairway, that can get the ball in the greens, and um, and be patient. Um, I don't. Are guys that are good going to win this tournament and I don't see that out of Brooks Kepka. You know what? The thing that I've learned he is plays well on big yards. 
Okay, I, I'll give you that. But so does Tony Finau, and he almost won a Colonial a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, he did. I, I mean, it's a major championship. I look at Brooks Kepka and I say, okay, he won at Aaron Hills. Well, that wasn't really a U.S. Open. And then he goes and wins at Shinnecock. Well, they changed it. Now here he is coming to Pebble Beach. I'll tell you, the one thing, the Shinnecock and Pebble, they still are both a little bit linksy with some rough yeah. that's been added to it. Yeah. Yeah. So and they're old classic golf courses. So I don't know why he couldn't do it. I and, and look the the thing that I've learned. Uh, uh, look at the PGA Championship. I mean, he wins in St. Louis and then he goes and wins at Bethpage. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Bethpage, Shinnecock, Aaron Hills, all big golf courses. But and, and but to go along with what you're just saying, when it comes to majors um, and a string of majors and how many you've won, you know, he's right up there with Jack and Tiger on how many he's won over the last two years and how he's been able to string them together. You, you know what this conversation is? This is us talking about Tiger Woods and whether he'd win the next major back in 2000, 2001, 2002. <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah, well, guys just don't win that many in a row. Well, Brooks Kepka does. He's doing it. He's doing he it. doing it. No doubt about it. So I don't know how I I don't know how you would put him anything other than the favorite. All right, let's go to Tiger Woods. He is the favorite, no doubt about it. Tiger Woods, uh, the other winner of a major championship coming into this one. Obviously, yes. he dismantled this place in 2000. He's not Tiger 2000. He even said it in his video, uh, my my U.S. Open that you can see on the app or at uh, at, uh, at the USGA website, is that he never he's never played four rounds like he did that week at Pebble Beach. Sure. Sure. What. We know he's not Tiger 2000, but but where is he, and, and where do you put Tiger's chances? Well, you know, between the Masters and the PGA Championship, Tiger didn't play. And he was sick the week of the PGA Championship, missed the cut. So he decides that he's going to play at Memorial, um, which he did. He shoots 67 in the final round, has a top 10, which I think is a phenomenal warm-up for him going into um, into the U S open. So I, I think this is definitely tiger is a guy that you got to look at because he's played this golf course so many times he's had success on it. He's won a U.S. open on it. Um, and even though he didn't win, uh, you know, when Graham McDowell won the last time, he was still in the top 10, so I think Tiger Woods is a phenomenal pick. And he's number two in greens and regulation on the PGA yes. Tour behind Matt Kuchar. So when you look at something like that, you know, Tiger doesn't have the power he had back in the 2000s to wait that he could dominate golf courses and dominate the field. There are other players in the field that have more power. But when Tiger's adapting and he's able to, you know, find himself hitting greens and regulation, yep. that's where, you know, look, it probably comes down to how the putter treats him. You know, the putter's a little been, been a little bit hot and cold but um you know certainly uh he's somebody you got to look at all right um we're gonna run out of time to be able to get through too many of these other players but we'll do that on the back nine hour number two as we continue here in our u.s open preview edition of real golf radio because there's a lot of guys to talk about you know one guy that defines himself at the top of so many of these statistical categories Patrick Cantlay, and he just Ooh. won. So uh, look at look for a guy like Patrick Cantlay uh, to surprise some people or sneak up on some people coming up next week at Pebble Beach. All right, stay tuned. More Real Golf Radio continues next. Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. 
And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah, or in the entire region for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again. Excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again. That's probably why Time Magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for Utah. So if it's time to buy a new car, why not buy from the best? Brent Brown, Toyota, and Orem. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Hi, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob, U.S. Open Preview Edition. And a couple of weeks in the championship preview day, we had a chance to catch up with the USGA's Amanda Weiner, who's in charge of all the technology and the fan experience at next week's U.S. Open. Here's some thoughts and some tips for you, the fan, to be able to enjoy next week's Open. We've got millions of fans around the world, and we wanted to bring this iconic Pebble, Pebble Beach to everybody. Um, whether you're here experiencing the championship live, uh, we've got the app for you, we've got incredible connectivity, or again, if you're watching from your couch, we're hitting you with the best screen possible. Whether that's on your Apple TV, your Roku, your laptop, we've got you covered. So tell us a little bit about the app. The thing that I thought was pretty cool is the selfie section. 
Yes. So um, the, the technical term is the parallax experience. What that means is it takes a static image and adds a level of three dimension behind it. So you're seeing waves crashing behind you. You're seeing trees moving in the wind and you, you're placed in front with a selfie. So we all love taking selfies. Now you're putting yourself in front of iconic Pebble Beach. All right. Thanks, Amanda. Stay tuned. The Back Nine, hour number two is next. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. The Pentagon says it's investigating a deadly accident involving West Point cadets in New York earlier today. One cadet was killed and 22 others were injured when an armored personnel carrier overturned near the West Point Military Academy during a training mission. President Trump, a key player at a big event at the Normandy American Cemetery in France to mark the 75th anniversary of D-Day. Afterwards, he sat down for a brief meeting with the French President Emmanuel Macron, and he told reporters of the special day. It's a lot of courage and a lot of heartbreak, but an incredible victory. Talks over the president's threatened tariffs on Mexico if the government doesn't stop the flow of illegal immigrants into the U.S. have resumed at the State Department today. And this is USA Radio News. Andro 400 Max. Man, that's a game changer. You know, I don't eat as much as I used to, and I don't miss it, and I don't feel deprived. I've lost 37 pounds, and a spare tire on my waist is gone. I mean, it's gone. Plus, I've got a lot more energy. You know, I couldn't be happier. Now, listen to what Bill said about Andro 400. I have tried all kind of different things to lose weight for years, and this thing is crazy. I've lost 20-something. Hey, guys, your prostate should be the last thing on your mind. But the fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart, visit ProstateOnePerDay.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. A judge will decide the fate of Missouri's last abortion clinic. Judge Michael Steltzer hearing arguments from Planned Parenthood and the state of Missouri during a hearing yesterday centered on whether the St. Louis Clinic's license should be renewed. The judge didn't rule on whether to issue a preliminary injunction that would allow the clinic to continue performing abortions and he didn't say when a decision will be made. Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services Chief Randall Williams says his agency is concerned about patient safety. Many Missourians are pro-choice. Many Missourians are pro-life. What all those Missourians expect me to do in a regulatory fashion is to enforce the law, enforce the regulations, and keep people safe. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says President Trump is heading into dangerous territory by threatening Mexico with tariffs. Telling reporters at the Capitol yesterday, tariffs are a distraction from the Mueller report. And she said American consumers are going to be paying the price. This is USA Radio News. Here's a great deal on MyPillow. When you go to MyPillow.com, click on the two-pack special, type in promo code USA, you'll get two MyPillow premium pillows 
for $69.98. Now, that's only $34.99 a pillow. You will not get that price anywhere at retail. It's the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. And like all MyPillow products, 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the two-pack special, use my promo code USA. One Southern California community is decriminalizing so-called magic mushrooms, while another is banning almost all tobacco sales. Chris Barnes reports. Denver did it, and now Oakland, California is the second city in the nation to decriminalize psychedelic mushrooms. The city council passing a resolution instructing police to stop investigating and prosecuting people using those natural psychedelics. An amendment states, though, that does not authorize commercial sales of them or the possession or distribution of them in schools or driving under the influence of them. Meanwhile, while the city council in Beverly Hills has approved a measure making the city the first in the nation to ban virtually all tobacco sales. And that goes for e-cigarettes as well. That new law does not apply to hotels or swanky cigar bars, though, frequented by celebrities. I'm Chris Barnes. As the world observes 75 years since D-Day, President Trump traveled to London for talks with British leaders. And in an interview on Good Morning Britain, host Piers Morgan asked Trump about his lack of military service in Vietnam. I was not a fan of that war. That war was not something would that Would you like we to have serve been generally, perhaps in another... I would not have minded that at all. I would have been honored, but I think I make up for it right now. I look, $700 billion I gave last year, and then this year, $716 billion. And I think I'm making up for it rapidly because we're rebuilding our military. A congressional delegation led by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is traveling to Normandy Thursday to help commemorate the 75th anniversary of the D-Day invasion. For USA Radio News, I'm Rick Vincent. This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team of experts will handle all paperwork and we'll deliver it for free 800-507-1148 your pain relieving back brace may be covered by medicare at little or no cost to you call our hotline now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy to use pedometer 800-507-1148 800-507-1148 800-507-1148 little to no cost with full insurance payment copay and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Welcome in the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, U.S. Open Preview Edition. Thanks for joining us. Hit us up on Twitter at Real Golf or any of our social media handles. Uh, Real Golf Radio available on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, much more at Real Golf is the Twitter. And, of course, uh, realgolfradio.com. Segment brought to you in part by Callaway Golf, the number one driver, number one irons, number one fairway woods, and, of course, with Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Check out callawaygolf.com, especially for the upcoming 
upcoming Father's Day, which is uh, right around the corner. And, you know, here's your uh, friendly reminder. Make sure you take care of Dad. <laughs> um, but still to come on this hour as we get you ready for next week's U.S. Open, our conversation with John Bodenhammer, who is now taking over the setup from, from – um, uh, Mike Davis, and he will be responsible for ensuring that the, the golf course, which is already just such a great layout, uh, is set up to be tough, fair, and uh, identify the best player of the week. So our conversation with, with John, plus America's favorite caddy, as he breaks down the golf course and some of his thoughts on the U.S. Open and some picks. Jason Sobel joins us as well. Speaking of picks, if you're into, uh, you know, playing the odds, uh, Sobel's yeah. got some uh, insights for you as well. That's all coming up here on the back nine, hour number two. All right, Bob. So we had a little discussion about Brooks Kepka. Let me just throw this at you right now. Come on. Here it is. Okay. Here's the hot take. Give it to me. Tiger or Phil? Who you taking? You got one of them. Take him. Who you got? Tiger or Phil, baby? Tiger. Tiger. That was quick. That was quick. Yep. Okay. That's it? No. I. I, I the reason I think so is because Tiger. Um, I understand Phil's won a bunch on this golf course. Um, but Tiger is riding the, the momentum of a great week last week at Memorial, um, and he's won a major already this year. Phil's only won the 18T Pebble Beach. Only. You're short. I mean, only. it's the golf course. Only. I get it's a different only. golf course. I yeah, know, but it's, I know. It's a golf course I know. that it's apples and oranges. All right, here are my three favorites, by the way, are okay. Brooks, Tiger, and Dustin Johnson. Of course. Those are the ones you have to pick. No Those surprise, right? That I would pick as well. The contender category gets a little more interesting for discussion. Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy. Again, not that we're going out on a limb here, but that's what the, the, the going out on a limb are the next two categories. Yeah, I, you know, I like the way Jordan Spieth is trending. Um, three uh, top top ten finishes in his last three starts, including a third at the PGA Championship. Um, he's already won three majors, including the U.S. Open, and uh, I think this is a perfect setup. And golf course for Jordan. He's got to drive it well, but the putter's hot, so we'll see. Yep. We'll continue talking about these players and much more. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio continues next. Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology. They're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new Epic Flash Driver with Flash Face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one. The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com AI. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball.
We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Big Bertha. It's an iconic name. Some of the longest and straightest clubs in all of golf. Well, now the legend just got even easier to hit. The new Big Bertha irons from Callaway are powered by a suspended energy core, a totally new construction to deliver easy launch, long, consistent distance with incredible sound and feel. This is by far Callaway's easiest to launch distance iron ever. Get big time distance now. Experience Big Bertha irons today at your local golf shop or at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Welcome back. Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and Golf Gifts for Dad. He probably deserves it, so go to CallawayGolf.com slash Father's Day 2019, and you can get the uh, Father's Day gift guide. Bob? Your choice. I'm giving it to you right now, man. Whatever you want for Father's Day from CallawayGolf.com, what are you picking? <laughs> Whatever I want from CallawayGolf.com. Yeah, what, what are you taking? Pick? What's your take, man? Oh, man. I know I, you probably you, got it, but if you didn't have it already, what's, what's the thing that you'd want? You put me on the spot. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know. You don't, don't know? No, because I got a ton of stuff from Callaway right now. That's what I said. You have to separate stuff. that. You got to separate that. A dozen golf balls is always a good good choice. A dozen golf balls is a great choice. You could always give them a customized set of wedges. A box of gloves. Gloves are always great. Make sure you get the right size. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're... Custom wedges. I just got two custom wedges, and they're pretty sweet. I know you like it, right? I know. Yeah. I know. So anyway, check it out. Father's Day gift guide available at CallawayGolf.com. As we continue here, looking forward to next week's U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, we had a chance to sit down with the guy that's setting up the golf course for the USGA, John Bodenhammer. Uh, it's a big role for sure, John, and, and thanks for your time and spending a few minutes with us. Absolutely. It's an absolute honor to be here at Pebble Beach and uh, really think about another U.S. Open coming here. Not a bad place to take over the reins at, is it? Yeah, you know, Pebble special to everybody. I, you know, you kind of think about it, and I do anyway. Is it's certainly a national treasure, and really, you know, it's it's a mystical place. Almost, um, I don't want to get too corny, but <laughs> the Cathedral of American Golf. I heard earlier today from Jason Gore is now on our staff. I think that's a great line. It's a yeah. place that everybody knows. And so much history has unfolded here. We're proud of how much USGA history has unfolded here. You know, you think about it, and all the great names are on that trophy that have won here. It's just something amazing. Yeah, no doubt about it. What are some of the things that uh, spectators can expect to see that's different than what we see every year at the AT&T? Ah, goodness. Oh, the golf course will be a little bit different, but uh, I think just the atmosphere of a major championship. Uh, it'll look a little different than the AT&T, you know, February to June. It'll be a little, it'll be a little drier, a little faster, a little firmer, uh, depending on the weather. We're watching that closely, but I think just the 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 atmosphere of a U.S. Open, fifty thousand of our closest friends every day, you know, and, uh, and and just the attention of the worldwide golf community on this event. Uh, for the week is just something that uh, is, doesn't happen very often, especially here in this great place. Will this U.S. Open be different as far as setup is concerned as compared to what we've seen in the last little while? It will not. 
Uh, we're just going to set the golf course up in a way that will let uh, the U.S. Open be what uh, has always been at Pebble Beach. Uh, and I mean that. Uh, you'll see... Uh, fairway widths that are identical to what they were in 2010 when Graham McDowell won and you go all the way back to 1972 when Jack and then Tom and Tom and Tiger uh, it's pretty much now there are little nuance changes but it's really the same golf course the same setup you know there are there there are little things here and there you know we've got some new putting greens out there since we were here in 2010 that were restored by mr palmer and pebble beach company but it's it's pretty much the same i mean think about the great history that's been here why would we change anything right that's the way we think about it yeah and you you mentioned the golf course uh and and the history here the test is really there in itself so from a setup standpoint i mean yeah the fairways may be a little narrow the rough might be a little more penal things like that firmer as you mentioned but but this is a tremendous setup and a tremendous test already huh it is it's just pebble beach it's what pebble has always been and i think uh that's the way we look at I mean, to us, we're focused on, really, to be honest with you, you know, Brooks is run at a three-peat. <laughs> you know, you think about it, a guy yeah. since 1905 for mm-hmm. a chance to do that. Yeah. And then Tiger, uh, just what the amazing uh, run that he's been on. And, and to think about a record-tying fourth U.S. Open. And then you think about Phil. We're all fans of Phil, right? I mean, he, uh, to win the Grand Slam here. You know, last October, uh, Nick Price, who's on our championship committee, uh, who's one of the finest human beings I've ever met. Uh, every time he says something, it's it's really good. He said something that stuck with me. Uh, John, it really matters to the guys where they win their major championship. And you think about that. You think about Jack, Tom, Tom, Tiger, Graham. To add your name to that list, I would. who wouldn't want that? And then you think about what's coming up, what's ahead. We had the U.S. Amateur last year, and we've got the U.S. Women's Open in 2023. And think about those great players. And we're already we're thinking about how we present the golf course here so that we can present it similarly in 2023 and just showcase uh, how great those uh, players are as well. So um, have, have you listened to the players at all, um, talking with, with, you know, type of discussion that they have or any comments, that kind of thing? We absolutely have. And I think if there was one thing that would be different this year than maybe, well, maybe any other U.S. Open is over the last uh, year, especially the last several months, um, we've really made an effort more than we ever have to engage with the players to really listen to their perspective. I could give you examples. We, you guys know we brought on Jason Gore a few months ago. He's been out on tour the last six weeks. And I think that's something that's been missing with us. We haven't had that bridge to the players. Um, I was talking to a former champion a few months ago, right before we hired Jason, and he said, you know, John, um, the guys out here, and I know it's not true because, you know, he, we talk a lot, but he said the guys, a lot of the guys, not all of them, but they just don't think you care about what they think. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. That really, that really struck me. And so I've made a concerted effort, as has Jason, uh, to really engage the players. I flew down to the Texas Open about a month ago to meet with Ernie Els. We spent two and a half hours. I wanted to hear what he had to say about Pebble. When you think about it, here's a guy. He talked about uh, 2000. Think about this. Tiger won at 12 under. Ernie finished second at three over. Mm -hmm. Now, you think about one for the ages. Everybody thinks we're focused on even par. That's the furthest thing from the truth. It's not that we don't look at score. You know, we do. But uh, we just want it to be pebble. We just want the story to be about these great players. And hearing what Ernie's perspective is 
was important. We're not going to, you know, there's going to be 50 different opinions. We're not going to make everybody happy. But our guiding star is to present a, a, a good and true test and to, and to really present what the architect intended and then just let history unfold. Uh, my guy here, you know, his dad won this thing a couple of times. Pretty nice venues, Wingfoot and Olympic Club, right? Uh, you, you guys have some history. You, you both are former BYU Cougars uh, talking here. But, but what's your thoughts and recollections on, on Billy and, and, uh, and him as a champion? Well, I, I had the great uh, privilege of being at BYU in the early 80s and uh, play, played on that 81 NCAA team. Um, and I remember when you when uh, the family was living in Utah and, and your dad would come out and play with us, well, you know, Cougar Day or whatever. Yeah. But I, I remember playing with your dad one time. And I even to this day, Rick Fair and I, I remember talking to Rick. We still kind of will tell stories about it. Uh, watching him hit some of the wedges and spin the ball and control that wedge, it's still to this day uh, the best stuff I've ever seen. And just for him to take the time to come out and play with us, Johnny Miller did too, Mike Reed's a close friend of mine. I mean, that was an experience. I think back and I look back on that, and uh, those are the best days of my life. I just think about that and just just pinch myself thinking how fortunate I was. Didn't even know it at the time, you know? (laughs) But uh, just to think about what your dad accomplished, uh, not just two U.S.O opens but so much more and what he meant to the game uh i just uh, really take great pride in that it was uh, an honor well john thanks so much for your time i really appreciate it. it's great to spend a few minutes and i know you're going to be real busy the next couple of weeks but we'll look forward to seeing you at championship yeah. week thanks for being here it's uh, it's great to catch up and chat and anytime look forward to it it's going to be a great u.s open all right thanks john john bodenhammer usga stay tuned our more of our try it again take two all right, thanks, John. There you go. The USGA's John Bodenhammer joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Looking forward to next week's U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. We'll continue with the caddy next. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf, now through June 15th, and demo the new Ping G410 Woods and Irons and register for your chance to win. Six lucky grand prize winners will score a VIP fitting for a new driver and putter at the Ping facility, a tour of Ping including the Ping Gold Putter Vault, plus two rounds of golf. First prize winners from each store will receive a Ping Hofer Light Stand Bag. So stop by today and demo the new Ping G410 Woods and Irons for your chance to win big at Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. 
I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us on this U.S. Open preview edition of Real Golf Radio. Appreciate you joining us, however you're accessing the show. Of course, the website is realgolfradio.com, and you can hit us up on Twitter, at Real Golf. we got an Instagram account as well, Real Golf Radio. You can find us there and uh, see some of our fun pictures from Pebble Beach. Looking forward to being back there in uh, just a few days as we count you down and get you ready for next week's U.S. Open, 100 years of Pebble Beach and a sixth U.S. Open Championship to be played next week at Woo-hoo. that uh, tremendous place. It is unbelievable. And to talk more about that, you've heard us talk a little bit about our experience at Pebble from a few weeks ago, but he is the one, the only, America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Baby. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. And the caddy joins us right now. Caddy, good morning. How are you? I'm deleting things off my hard drive. Uh-oh. Which is... Which is which is what a lot of the competitors need to do before they go to the U.S. Open, just to leave things off. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Sorry. Let me give you one of these. There you go. It's a little slow on the trigger. Yeah, that's okay. We all It's a learning curve. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but rim shot for you. So um, you're saying that there. And what do you mean by that? I mean that's I, obviously you're being funny and you're relating to what you're doing. But w- but what what's your take? What's the what's the what's the reasoning behind that? Are the players in for some serious punishment when they arrive at Monterey Peninsula and head down 17 mile drive? One thing's a certainty about the U.S. Open, and that is a significant percentage of the field goes there expecting lots of things to go wrong. Just that's their expectation. And 
probably not the best way to try to win a tournament going in there like that. Well, and like the USGA the always says that they try to find the most complete player or recognize the most complete player at an, a U.S. Open championship as the winner. These guys have played this golf course. They, you know, they play it every year um, at, at the AT&T. Now they're playing it in a U.S. Open. Some of these guys have played it before in U.S. Opens. Um, is, is it going to be that much different? Well, not different than the other U.S. Opens, but it is probably, even though the fairway cuts are the same, I'd say it's, if they get it set up prop, like they want to, it'll be night and day. It won't have any relation to the Pebble Beach that you play during yeah. the AT&T. It's completely different. Like it won't favor Phil's game the way Phil's game does so well at Pebble Beach all the rest of the time. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's they know it, but it's different. <laughs> so. And mostly, right, Caddy? I mean, that comes down to the way the fairways are shaped. It's a it's a linksy, you know, Pebble Beach golf links. It's uh, typically fairly generous off the tee, and not for a U.S. Open. I mean, we were we were there, and I'm sure the rough has gotten more lush and tough than it was even a couple weeks ago when we were there. But those fairways, in some instances, were really really tight and tough to hit, and and uh, they punish if you if you miss the fairway. Yeah, number eight is the one that's uh, really really narrow this year and uh such a that stretch of uh eight nine and ten i was kind of postulating which is it's a, big, it's a big word yeah yeah first saturday morning um i think if you play eight nine and ten uh four over par for the championship you're gonna probably beat all but a couple guys on those holes wow Plus four, the championship. That's how tough those holes are. Well, you're talking about if you make the cut, you're talking about playing eight, nine, and ten, one over every day, right? Yeah, which is pretty awesome, I think. Actually, <laughs> don't you, Bob? I mean, oh yeah. That's. I think. I, I I I bet Bob. Do you think any players would say no? I won't take that deal right now on those three holes. <laughs> no. You'd be you'd be crazy not to take one over on each of those holes for three for four straight days. Oh yeah, cumulative, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. So, but what? But where yeah. do they take advantage that's of it? Obviously, that's the tough stretch of the golf course. But where are guys going to take advantage? Because you know, you know, guys are going to be able to. Someone's going to be hitting fairways, and if you're hitting fairways out there, you do have the opportunity to score. Yeah. Well, three, three. Three's kind of a birdie hole. Four's definitely a birdie hole. Six is absolutely a birdie hole or an eagle hole. Seven's a birdie hole, uh, unless the wind's going crazy. So, 11 can be... You yeah. just can't quite call 11 a birdie hole because it's just so severe around the green and stuff. It, you think it is, but it isn't. See, that's the thing. Pebble, when you hit number eight, it's just hold on for dear life the whole rest of the way in. I mean, every single hole. Uh, even even 15, which seems like a really benign hole, you don't see many birdies there. It's got yeah. enough slope of the green. It's a tight fairway. Um, 16, it's just hard. is not a hard hole to have a birdie putt inside of 10 or 15 feet, but it's a very difficult putt to make because it's such a severe sloping green. 17 is absolutely not a birdie hole. 
select the fence front right. And then eight, 18 kind of can be a birdie hole, but it can also be a disaster hole. So you really hold on for dear life, and then maybe 18, you could say, can be a birdie hole. But that's that's a that's a big stretch of just try not to make a bogey. <laughs> so so you've talked about the whole or the course setup. You talked about the fairways, the holes that are difficult, and that kind of thing. The other factor that that reaches into it is uh, is the weather. And right now it looks partly cloudy every day of the tournament so far, but 59 to 64 degrees. June gloom. It's going to be a little chilly there. Yeah, it's the June. It's the June gloom that comes in. You get that a lot. You know, the, the you get that inversion and the, the fog comes in a little bit, and you get the June gloom all up and down California. That's 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 why it's named that. Um, yep. Yeah, I think Pebble's uh, interesting in that somebody said, "Well, what do you think the winning score is going to be at Pebble?" I'm going to say, "Well, anything from plus two to minus 12. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's the biggest gap of any major championship, pretty much. Probably, probably any any of them on the courses because it is so. The conditions just make it go so much one way or the other. Yeah. But if you, if you look at the last couple of opens, though, you got Tiger's Open when he dominated. What was second place over par? Right. Plus three. three. Plus three. Ernie else. And when when McDowell won, did. Was he one under for the championship or even? I think it was even. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, we've got a couple of U.S. Opens there where apparently Pebble plays over par for everybody except one particular individual who had the greatest 72-hole tournament in the history of the game. And And it's not one of the longest courses. So I'm trying to sit there thinking, how can I say minus 12, right? How does that factor in? Well, if it rains and it's not a windy rain, yeah, someone could take it deep there. Yeah. Um, I don't know about 12. That's nuts. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's more likely to be an over par open than an under par open there, just, you know, historically. And it's not that much different than it was either of those two years on the setup. There you have it. All right. So let me ask you this, Caddy. Um, I'm just going to throw some names out at you. Jack Nicholas, Tom Kite, Tom Watson, Tiger Woods, Graham McDowell. I mean, those are the winners of the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, the five previous times it's been played there. So when you when you hear that grouping, I mean, clearly you've got three of the all-time greatest players ever in Woods, Watson, and Nicholas. You've got Tom Kite, who certainly was a fantastic player, but got his only major there at Pebble Beach, along with Graham McDowell, who got his only major there at Pebble Beach. So can you take something from that group of five players and say, this is today's Jack, Tom, Tom, Tiger, Graham guy? Well, I I just think it's, it sure is a nice pedigree for Pebble. It's kind of like Oakmont's pedigree. You, you look at the guys who won at Oakmont and the guys who won at Pebble Beach, and, I mean, it's like, wow. Like the who's who of golf, yeah. that tells you a lot about how good those two courses are. Um, I guess that's what you're looking for, right? You want to identify the best player; those are the best players. Pebble has the smallest greens on tour, but it's not even close. They've got six. The six smallest greens on the PGA Tour. Five of them are at Pebble Beach. One of them is at Kapalua, and the one at Kapalua may have dropped out because they enlarged it this year. But they're tiny greens. They have severe back to front slopes more so than just about anywhere. 
And so what you have are tiny targets with a lot of slope, and you just don't hit it over the green at Pebble. You don't short side yourself over the green. So that tells you that being a great iron player who's conservative, that's the golf course that it favors that player. And that's what Tiger Woods does. He's a great iron player, and he's very conservative with his iron. So he's the perfect guy for Pebble. I mean, duh, he's dominated there when he won the tournament, and he played well the year that Miguel won. But that kind of a player is what you're looking for. Mm. Um, I think you could put tight in that category. Certainly Nicholas. I mean, who was more conservative and smarter than Jack? Yep. Watson, I just watched a little video with Watson. His back nine on Sunday when he won, he made a long putt on 10, a long putt on 11, a bomb on 14, a long putt on 16, skipped in on 17, and made a long putt on 18. It was, and he won by two. Yeah. You know, he and did, Jack finished second. Just, yeah, he basically became Jordan Spieth on the back nine from a <laughs> couple of years ago with a putter. Right, he just made more bombs than everybody else did, and I was like, "Wow!" I mean, it, you know, it was it was interesting hearing him talk about that that championship. But yeah, I mean, it's just it it favors. So, so who's our who's our current guy on tour? You'd say who's our primo iron player? Who's who's kind of you know conservative? That that's the kind of guy you're looking at at Pebble. Hmm. So, and Tiger, look, Tiger fits that mold. He's it. It's kind of hard to to not say he's the favorite and just because of those those two factors right there so well it'll be interesting to see i think you got to throw brooks in there he's won a little bit of major championship wise of of late so i think he's in there as well and um you know when you start talking about iron strikers you think about jim furyk who that was your call last week caddy and a real early pick for a long shot in jim furyk you sticking with that i i think jim furyk fits that that mold we're talking about real well. He's a good iron player and he's a smart guy. And he, I, I don't think Jim Furyk is going to have any problem playing conservatively. Um, look, it, it's not that everybody doesn't, you know, can't play conservative if, if they try. You, you just, it's executing it too, <laughs> you know? Um, but Bob, I'll, I'll, let me throw something at you, Bob. Do you think, if, if you have lumber into number nine, which is a very distinct possibility, 526-yard par four, oh. right? if you're coming in with any kind of metal head, headed club in your hand, do you think your stroke average will be lower if you laid up with a seven iron every day? Well, and I was just thinking that as you were asking the question. I think you, you take an iron, you play it down to the front right and chip it up the green and try to get your par. That's a Billy Casper kind of move there in the U.S. Open, huh? I, I think that would be... A, a really good move because you're, if you're coming in there with lumber on that hole, what are you going to do? Well, you're not going to miss it right in the ocean. You're going to hit it left. Yeah. That bunker is not easy to get up and down. You're going to hit it long left, which means you're chipping down the hill to extremely fast green that totally runs away from you. I'm looking at it going, why are we going for this with the wood? Right. Ever. I mean, ever. <laughs> so I don't get how good you are, what, but guys will not be able to, I don't. I don't think guys will will lay up there. They'll be too tempted. Because, yeah, well, it's a it's a par it's a par four. And sure. Well, I, I got I got my rescue in my hand. Sure, I can hit it right. But gosh, it's a tiny target. It's got all these. It's it's just an interesting thought, Bob. I thought I'd throw that out and see what you think. Mm-hmm. I like so, it. That strategy. Yeah. 
Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, we're out of time. Otherwise, we'd love to banter uh, more of these scenarios about. But, hey, next week, live from Pebble Beach, we'll look forward to talking to you then, huh? Uh, I just can't wait. I, I I just get such a kick out of turning on the TV and watching the majors. I, I just can't wait for it. All right. Well, be sure to d- download the USGA app. It's a good one this year. You can get real interactive and uh, really uh, in- enthrall yourself within the U.S. Open experience at Pebble Beach. Thanks, Caddy. We appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, there you go. That's the caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. We'll continue next. The U.S. Open preview edition of the show rolls on. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something... uh... Something is getting closer. Holy. What the? And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology. They're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new Epic Flash Driver with Flash Face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one. The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com slash AI. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to the caddy. Boy, the caddy, I think, uh, could have gone on and on and on. But that's okay. It's what we like, the caddy. In fact, one of these times, we need to have just a special podcast version of Real Golf Radio where we just call it Caddy Continued. Kind of has a ring to it there, Bob, actually. 
Caddy or can, Caddy open mic. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's he wouldn't like that though. We'd have to te- we'd have to do it discreetly so he didn't know. But um, yeah. Anyway, before yeah. we go down that road, this segment is brought to you by Odyssey. Check out odysseygolf.com. Odyssey changed the putter. Now it's time to change yours. Shop for Stroke Lab putters at odysseygolf.com. The number one putter in golf. And again, the they've got the XO two ball putter available in the um, Stroke Lab. The highest MOI putter that they've ever made uh, really yeah. cool stuff also you can access the toulon design um the the fastest growing milled putter uh brand in golf there at uh, toulon toulon design so uh check it out they got a putter which putter's right for you go through the page it's definitely worth checking it out at odysseygolf.com i just wish there was some way that through odysseygolf.com i could putt like you Bob, like me? Yeah, I mean, you are really putting it well. I don't know. You, this is like a fountain of youth thing for you, or something. You've you've fi- <laughs> you've just come back to life with the game of golf, and it's fun to watch. And it's fun to watch you. You've always been super talented. It's fun to watch you enjoy uh, playing golf. And man, you just roll it. It's uh, maybe just part of those Casper genes. I don't know. Uh, it's a good putter. You do have a good putter. The number seven, huh? Makes up for a lot of mistakes with that putter. Yeah, there you go. All right, you heard the caddy talking about uh, the golf course, talking about some of the players, and and, uh, we've been going through uh, some of these. And we'd hope to catch up with Jason Sobel. Uh, We still may do that before the show wraps up, but if not, we'll catch up to him next week out there at Pebble Beach. But what we wanted to talk to Jason about, of course – are the are the players hey you know and he he talks about the odds and uh if you're into that sort of thing he's got the insight for you and you probably already follow him on twitter but he he does a fantastic job so let me ask you what we have seen at the canadian open this week guys like matt kuchar brant snedeker you know we're seeing these types of guys that are playing really well right and they got it rolling i i just i in the back of my mind i'm wondering if we're going to see somebody like that that some of the big names are going to have to take down and as we talked about with the caddy as we've talked about with bob weeks and others this is a golf course in pebble beach that brings more of the field into play it's not necessarily that bomber's paradise well, and, and I think that's the important thing is it is not the bomber's paradise. It's more of a golf course where you need to get the ball in the fairway. It's a second shot golf course hitting into those greens because they are the smallest greens on tour. And then it's also, you know, missing greens. You got to gotta be able to get up and down um, with those greens that are going to be firm and fast. Poana greens, you need to get it up and down um, or make putts. Uh, for pars and uh, and and birdies, so um, I I think it's more than just the bomb and gouge. Um, I I think it's more than just um, you know Brooks Kepka or Dustin Johnson or Rory McIlroy or those guys just hitting as hard as they can and getting as far down as they can and uh, hitting a hitting a trying to get a short iron out of the rough. Um, I think it's more of a golf course that you have to think your way around and be a little bit more patient. One of those guys, uh, aside from the two that I just mentioned, is Patrick Cantlay. And I I like a lot of things about Patrick Cantlay's game right now. Certainly he's got to be brimming with confidence coming off the Wynnum Memorial. And uh, I mentioned a couple of the stats where he is a stat leader. And uh, one is in scoring average, which obviously always helps. Uh, That is is big. He's also uh, 
uh, second behind Rory McIlroy, tied with John Rahm for the most top tens on the season so far with yeah. eight. And then the other one that kind of pops up that maybe we don't talk as much about, but I think will be incredibly important next week at Pebble Beach is the scrambling stat. And Patrick Cantley leads the PGA Tour in scrambling. You think about it, Bob. When yeah. we, you go back and look at the highlights of the players who have won here at Pebble Beach during the U.S. Open, it feels like scrambling. I mean, some of the most notable shots we've seen, you know, the Tom Watson chip in on 17 the uh, or 7. Uh, the Tom, I mean, Tom Kite had some of that, you know. Uh, Graham McDowell was a wizard around the greens. I mean, it was, it, there really is an element of, you know, short game, um, you know, uh, just sort of wizardry almost that's needed. Because these greens are so small, you can count on missing some greens and then you got to be pretty good getting up and down. Yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> Excuse me, no doubt about it. Um, short game wizardry always comes into play in a U.S. Open. You got to make putts. You're going to make a lot of putts. You know, six to eight to ten feet for pars uh, if you expect to win. But definitely, you know, when you hit when you hit it in bunkers, if you have to lay up out of the rough, um, whatever. You got to be able to get the ball up and down and those, you know, those wedge shots, those pitches, all those things um, around the greens and short of the greens and stuff. Those are all going to come into play and we're going to see it all week long. You know, the caddies pick in uh, Jim Furyk, he's sixth in scrambling. And you know who's right behind him that we have not mentioned throughout this show. But I have, uh, you know, I think it's somebody you're going to be watching for is Tommy Fleetwood is seventh Mm. in scrambling. But you think about the golf courses and what Tommy Fleetwood did shooting 63 in the final round at Shinnecock last year. Tommy Fleetwood is a guy that it would not surprise me at all if he was the one that played well at Pebble Beach and was hoisting that trophy. I mean, that guy's got a lot of game. He's overdue, and it seems like a perfect golf course for him. Well, it's a golf course. You know, think about it. Um, You know, you've got uh, four past champions from the United States. The last champion there in 2010 was Graham McDowell. He was a European player. The first Um, one to win a U.S. Open, a European player to win a U.S. Open since Tony Jacklin in the 70s. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, And the thing about it is, the Europeans are used to playing in all types of conditions or adverse conditions, you know, uh, wind, rain, that kind of thing. Although the weather forecast doesn't look like we're going to get any rain. I, th- I think the highest it was was 10 percent. But the weather might be kind of cool, low 60s um, and anywhere from nine to 13 miles per hour per hour of wind. So um, it's going to bring a lot of people into play. And that's what's going to be important is the patience of getting the ball around the golf course, getting in the right places so they can score. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's talk about some of these players then, Bob, because I, okay. you know, that that's what it comes down to. Okay, we've we've laid out the parameters, we've talked about who are the guys, you know, all that type of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, how about who is actually going to come out on top? We mentioned who the favorites. I think it's inevitable: Brooks Kepka, Tiger Woods, Dustin Johnson. Those are the top three. Brooks Kepka is a six to one favorite. Dustin Johnson seven to one, and Tiger Woods ten to one. All right. So, of those three players, who do you like, or all? Do you like all of them? I like all of them. Um, I, 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 I would give, oh, I would give a slight edge to Tiger and Dustin Johnson. Those guys have both placed that golf course in U.S. Open competition. They've seen that golf course um, have a little bit of fire in it and have the firm greens and that kind of thing. Brooks Kepka is yet to play this golf course under U.S. Open. And do you think that's going to be a major factor, the fact that he doesn't have the same experience that the other guys have? I think it will be. I, I absolutely think it will be. He's 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 a 
probably has done his due diligence. He'll he'll do it at the beginning at the week during the week also as far as sight lines and where he needs to hit the ball and stuff like that. I just don't see him standing up on every tee and just busting driver as hard as he can. Doesn't not mattering where it goes. No, but the guy of that length, that's the, the advantage they have too on some of these shorter golf courses. Tony Fino's probably in that same category. You don't have to. Go ahead and hit that three wood off the tee. Go ahead and hit that two iron off the tee. Whatever you you know, whatever you're carrying, hit that fairway. And if the fairways are firm and running like we expect they are, you're gonna get plenty of distance. Well and that's and that's the truth. But uh what, you know it will remain to be seen what each individual player, what their um their mode of attacking the golf course and how to play the golf course, how they how they see the game plan in their mind of how to play the golf course and um, be able to score as good as they can. Okay, so of those three, who are you taking, Brooks, Tiger, or DJ? You're taking Tiger. I know you. I'm are. gonna. I'm gonna say Tiger. I know you are, and that's not a bad yeah. pick. Obviously, that's a nope. great pick. I'm gonna go with Brooks because I don't want to necessarily go with Brooks. I, I think DJ has something. You know, I think he's got probably revenge on his mind, a little grudge sure. match with Pebble Beach. But I'm gonna go with Brooks until he proves me. I mean, I've been going against him, but he, he's got to prove me. You know, I got to be proved wrong by picking him. I've been proved wrong Show by me. not picking him. So he, yeah. I, I'm gonna go with the pick. You got me, Brooks. You're in, man. You're my favorite. We'll see what You're you can guy. do with it. I know it's been over 100 years since someone's won three U.S. Opens in a row, but you know what? Gosh dang it, go do it. All right, contenders. Spieth, Fowler, McElroy in our contender category. Who do you like of those three? Okay, Spieth is 16 to 1. Um, let me see. Uh, McElroy's 12 to 1. Ricky Fowler's 25 to 1. Ooh, I like uh, that pick at 25 to 1. Yeah, that's that's a good, a really good pick at 25 to 1. But I like the way um, uh, Rory McElroy is playing well this week. Um, I like the way that Jordan Spieth has trended since the PGA Championship where he got his first uh, – where he finished third and got his first top ten of the year. Um, he's followed that up with two more top tens. I'm going to pick Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth's a good pick, and I'd like to pick him as well. Putter's hot right now, man. I just see a lot of Jordan out of the rough because he has not been driving the ball very well. If he drives it well, I'm with you. I'm going to go with Ricky Fowler. Just because he's a California kid, I like his opportunity playing there. And uh, you know what? Ricky is is overdue. Rory McIlroy is probably the one that we should have picked out of those three. But uh, we'll go Jordan and Ricky. All right, so watch out for I got Phil Mickelson, Tony Finau, Xander Shoffley. I also put Justin Rose in there. Um, but Justin Rose has lacked a little bit of consistency um, since his equipment change. Uh, at the beginning of the year, Sander Shoffley always likes to show up at major championships. His best finish in the U.S. Open is a tied for fifth, um, and he has two wins this year. Uh, Tony Finau, fifth at the Masters, second at Colonial, top tens in three of his last six majors, um, likes the big stage. And Phil Mickelson, of course, won the AT&T. So sentimental favorite, I think, would probably be Phil Mickelson. Um, but I am going to pick... Tony Fina. I'll go with Tony as well. I mean, yeah, we love him. We like him. What can you do? All right, the long shots. I'm going with Caddy on the long shot with Jim Furyk, so we'll see how that plays out. All I'm right, going to say Justin Thomas. Oh, well, hey, he is a long shot because he's been out with injuries, so we'll see yep. how that plays out. We'll give you our final picks when we come back. Thanks for joining us on this edition, our U.S. Open preview edition of Real Golf Radio. Yeah. 
Hey guys, it's a great time to get into Barbecue Pit Stop, Utah's barbecue pro shop, and get the tools you need to up your barbecue game. Barbecue Pit Stop has the best selection of the best smokers money can buy, like Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, and more, plus over 200 rubs and sauces, and lots of accessories. I know you're wondering if you really need another grill. Well, a smoker isn't another grill. It's an upgrade from your grill. I haven't turned on my gas grill since the day I got my smoker. Head into one of their three locations in Layton, Salt Lake, or Lehigh, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf, now through June 15th, and demo the new Ping G410 Woods and Irons and register for your chance to win. Six lucky grand prize winners will score a VIP fitting for a new driver and putter at the Ping facility, a tour of Ping including the Ping Gold Putter Vault, plus two rounds of golf. First prize winners from each store will receive a Ping Hofer Light Stand Bag. So stop by today and demo the new Ping G410 Woods and Irons for your chance to win big at Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah, or in the entire region for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again. Excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again. That's probably why Time Magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for Utah. So if it's time to buy a new car, why not buy from the best? Brent Brown, Toyota, and Orem. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Well, here we've come to the end of our preview show for next week's U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. Looking forward to being out there on property. Be sure to keep it tuned right here to Real Golf Radio, to your favorite radio station that's carrying the program, or online at realgolfradio.com. Twitter handle at realgolf, or Instagram, Facebook, anywhere else at Real Golf Radio is where you can find us. Thanks for accessing the show. Love to hear from you on Twitter. Give us a follow for insights, uh, photos, thoughts, uh, and uh, podcasts throughout the week at Pebble Beach. At realgolf is our Twitter handle. All right, Bob. In the two minutes that we have left, it's time to, to get down to brass tacks. we got some, some uh, pairings to note and then yep. uh, ultimate picks. What do you got? 
Well, as far as the pairings, the the, the marquee pairings, I would say 751 would be John Rahm, Mark Leishman, and Rory McIlroy. That's a big one in the morning wave. As well as 813, you've got Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, and Graham McDowell. That is good. So later are you, on in, are you, are later you picking on in, any of those guys? Um, well, yeah, I think all those guys are good picks. Uh, I mean, it's tough. I mean, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, um, Graham McDowell's trending a little bit right now too. And yes, and, and don't forget, right behind them, you got Tommy Fleetwood playing in a group with Sergio and uh, Hideki Matsuyama, and then Francesco Molinari, Brooks Kepka, along with the uh, U.S. Amateur Victor Hovland. So you know, That's when you look one forty-seven, yeah, That's in you, the afternoon wave. Sorry, you look at those in the afternoon. I, I wrote that down. You're right yep. in the afternoon wave, and then also in the afternoon, uh, Tony. I was playing with Jimmy Walker and Ian Poulter and uh, Jordan Speed, Tiger Woods, Justin Rose, 209. And then here's my sleeper. Don't, these are the ones that are going to surprise you. Watch. <laughs> 125, Jim Furyk, Henrik Stenson, Brant Snedeker. No one's going to be paying attention to any of those guys, but if Henrik Stenson's yeah. putter heats up, he can win next week. Webb Simpson, Adam Scott, Matt Kuchar playing at 147. Another little sleeper group right there. Adam Scott's been playing well, and Kuch continues his good play. So uh, my other sleeper pick is Kevin Kisner. Watch out for Kiz, man. That guy, this seems like a golf course made for him, but uh, all right. Those are the pairings. Who's I think your the eventual winner is going to come out of the 209 pairing, either uh, Tiger Woods or Jordan Speed. Those are my two picks. I like that. Uh, going with the pairing. Ooh, that's good, Bob. That's good. All right. Well, uh, it's tough to argue. I, I Again, I'm going to stick with Brooks Kepka because I think he deserves it, and I will go with... Uh, Ricky Fowler as there you my, go as my as my next guy up. I just I don't know, man. I think that like I said, I think there are many players that are going to be in play, and I just feel like something special is going to happen next week at Pebble Beach. It's always special. It's iconic. It's our national open at one of our national treasures, Pebble Beach. We'll be live next week. Be sure to join us right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. 